The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Have you ever wondered about doing a mock interview? What is it like? Is it weird talking to a person on video chat? What kind of questions do we ask? What kind of feedback do we give? Well, today I'm giving you an inside look at what it's like to do a mock interview with the PA platform, and it may give you some insight into trying to practice because interview season is here, y'all. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to the PA Platforms podcast, the Pre-PA Club. And I'm really excited about today's episode because interviews are my jam. Interviews are my thing. I love editing essays, but ultimately I feel like the interview is where you get to show your personality and really kind of let the school see more about you. And so that's why I love it. And I think for me, the most fun part of the application process was the interview. So like I said, I love editing. I edit essays for my PA resource and they are a company that only edits PA school essays and it's only edited by PAs. So I like that. We're both kind of working with the AAPA, which is cool. But if you use the code PREPA Club, you can get a discount on that service. And then after you hear this mock interview, if you feel like that's something you need help with, you can use the code PREPA Club on the PA platform as well. And then once you're in, you can use it at PA School Prep to get help with your anatomy and physiology and med terms before you start PA school. So we're just making sure you are ready. But today you're going to hear just a little bit from my mock interview with Samantha, and she goes by Sam, but you may see her on Instagram at my path to PA. And she graciously allowed me to put this up, and she has an interview coming up. So um, good luck to her, but I think she did a really great job. When we do mock interviews, we try to make them as realistic as possible. So that means using research and information we have on a school's specific interview style if we're able to. And then I personally like to go through questions first. So usually we'll talk for a little bit at the beginning, kind of figure out what you're worried about and why, and um, make sure that we kind of practice certain questions or question types if there's something that you're worried about. And then we go into doing some questions, and we usually do 20 to 30 minutes of 
me asking questions. Um, we can somewhat practice MMI style. It's a little bit different, but usually we'll either ask the question or send the prompt through the chat to make it a little more realistic. And then we do try to time those to help you get a sense of the timing. And then um, after the questions, we go back through and we talk about every single one and talk about what you did well, what you need to work on, any bad or distracting habits, um, and anything that just might come up on interview day. So I think most people do really great. Sometimes there's, I don't know, some habits. I know when I did my first mock interview, apparently I have a habit of saying and stuff like that. After every single answer, no matter what, I would say and stuff like that, which is completely general and generic and should never be said. So it was really great that I had that experience with a PA to kind of point that out for me. And we only have PAs as our coaches, so um, myself, and then we have a bunch of coaches. So Sam, Samantha, she is out on the West Coast. It's a different Sam than the one I'm talking to. Hannah is also on the West Coast. They're both PAs. And Erin um, is in Florida. She's an ERPA. Non is in Florida, and she's an ENTPA. Jordan is in Wisconsin, and she works in the ER as well. And then we have Skylar, who's just starting with us, and he is a new grad working in Savannah, Georgia. And he'll be up and running in August doing interviews. He's awesome. And then we also have Megan, who will be joining our team soon to do interviews as well. So lots of coaches, lots of options. Everyone is great. They are all awesome. So um, if you ever have any questions about that, please reach out. But I think you're going to enjoy this, and I hope you get some insights. We're going to go through kind of the, the most typical traditional questions in what I'm going to share today, and we may share more in the future if you feel like this is helpful, uh, just let me know. So, all right, let's get into it. It seems pretty traditional. You know, one-on-one, usually that's pretty straightforward. Um, 10 to 30 minutes, well, thir- like 20 to 30, I would say, is pretty typical of how long an interview usually lasts? 10 minutes is pretty short. Yeah. Um, and then the whole maybe a few questions. There are a few schools out there that will literally only ask you three questions. I mean, yeah. And so yeah. that's where it's up to you to really make sure that you are answering as completely as possible and putting as much in there as you can. Um I mean, and when you think about the interview, it's honestly, I mean, it's a way for them to see who you are as a person, um, make sure that kind of you're not a weirdo, that what you're saying fits with what's on your application. Um, And so, I mean, some schools are a little bit more intense, some are a little bit more laid back. And it's a little bit of a luck of the draw, depending on who you get to interview you too. Yeah, um, true. And then like, if they're doing like a couple people per time, then like they have a couple faculty or something. Yeah. And that's what like at my school, you know, we have some interviewers who are really tough and then some who are really nice and sweet and will like kind of help you out a little bit with the answers, you know. Um and so it's it's a little bit hit or miss, but you can't really do anything about this. And this is your first interview ever, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, 
a little nervous. A little nervous. That's normal, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, well, look at your application. I mean, it looks really good. I mean, having experience as a respiratory therapist, like that's big. I mean, that's significant experience, you know, and so that definitely gives you kind of an advantage there. Your grades were good. There really weren't major red flags anywhere. So obviously the school saw that too, because that's why you got an interview. Um, is there anything in particular that you are nervous about? I definitely tend to like trail off. Okay. So that was something I was kind of trying to work on when I was practicing them out loud. Yeah. Kind of just wrapping up the thought and making it a concise statement versus like, and then this, and then yeah, and then, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> do you feel like you just add on things or do you go back and kind of repeat what you said before? I can kind of be a repeater, I think. Okay. I'm kind of getting lost in wrapping up the statement. I might repeat. Yeah. So I think it's also kind of just like knowing what I need, like what I want to touch on and just keeping it at that. Okay. So again, all completely normal. I think in an interview setting, well, depending on who's interviewing you and the style and all that, but it's just kind of awkward because it's like a person throws a question at you, you're expected to answer. But then it's kind of the balls in your court. It's not necessarily always a conversation back and forth. And so yeah. essentially you've just got to realize kind of when you're done and be done. So I'll be on the lookout for that. So, um, but we can kind of jump into some questions um, and I'll be taking notes. And then afterwards <laughs> we'll go back through and talk about all of them and kind of um, try to identify what you did well, what you need to work on any okay. habits or things that are kind of distracting and then I'll send you my notes afterwards. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Alright. To start out, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I like to call my Sam. I am 23 years old. I grew up in central New Jersey with my mom, my dad, and an older brother and a younger sister. Um, I like to write and listen to a bunch of different podcasts, cook, eat the food I cook, uh, and refurbish furniture with my boyfriend. So why have you decided that you want to become a PA? Um, it kind of started when I was in high school. For some reason, I was really drawn to healthcare. I don't know why. I don't have any family members in the healthcare field. Um, but I didn't think I was smart enough, so for some reason I chose psychology. Once I completed my first year of undergrad in psychology, I did not have a passion for it. I was looking elsewhere for something else to major in, and I came across respiratory therapy. So I thought that was a good place to start in the healthcare field, and it was good to have a job out of undergrad. Um, and then while starting to continue my respiratory therapy degree, my mom is an accountant for a medical practice, so she kind of, she met PAs, she asked them questions about the profession and came to me with kind of what the profession was and this is something I might be interested in. So I did my own research. Once again, I kind of wrote it off thinking I wasn't smart enough to do it. I told myself, let me just do respiratory therapy, see if I'm smart enough even to do this major. And um, I kind of surprised myself and did really well the best of ever done in classes and I think it was really because I had a passion for what I was learning about. So then once I finished that major, I graduated 
and I got a job and I started working in the healthcare profession as a respiratory therapist and working directly with PAs in the medical ICU. I really had more knowledge about the profession working side by side and then grasping what they did versus what I do day to day. And I kind of just realized that I wanted a greater role in my patient's care through more knowledge. Okay, so why do you feel like you would be a good fit for Arcadia? Um, I think Arcadia, especially at the hospital I work at, Christiana, they are, the PAs that have graduated from Arcadia are held at such a high regard. Um, they always compliment the PAs students that come through, and I hear that at work. So especially when wanting to stay in this location for PA school and then getting a chance to do more research about your program, I noticed that your values kind of matched with mine. So then I went to an open house, I think it was in March or April, and I just got this overwhelming feeling that the faculty really cared for the students. And then when there was a time for a Q&A with the students, the students just talked about the program at such a high regard as well. So hopefully being like a future PA student at the program, have a student talk about the program and enjoy it while they're going through it really spoke volumes to me. So that made me really excited about your program. And then at the open house, they, um, the program talked about building block learning, which I think is super important, and that really helps me learn, as well as their the anatomage table. So instead of doing a full uh, dissection cadaver, you were spending more time explaining the systems versus cutting through the cadaver itself. So I really like that approach to it and the opportunity to study abroad and do that summer term in um, an underserved community. And yeah, that was a lot of the stuff about Arcadia that really stood out to me that I felt like matched with my values. Um, what would the class be missing if you were not a part of it? Um, well, what I think I could bring to a class would be my knowledge about the respiratory system. I think having two full years of just respiratory care and um, direct knowledge of that system, it, and then working in that system clinically, um, I definitely have developed an immense amount of knowledge, so I could definitely help the other students with that system, as they can help me, I'm sure, with other systems. Um, I also think that working clinically for two years and at times independently with certain patients, I've developed a confidence in speaking with patients and treating patients that maybe someone who doesn't have as much hands-on patient care can value some. Okay, we'll stop there and talk about them. How okay. are you feeling at this point? Pretty good. I was a little nervous, but okay. definitely good. up. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, I mean, normally after the first couple of you get going, but then you think about it, it may be really short, so you may not give you any. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think you're very personable. I think um, you seem very genuine, which is good. That's a thing that's very difficult to teach. So um, I don't think any, no major red flags. And I didn't really feel like you were repetitive or kind of bleeding your answers. Okay. Maybe, I think the one thing is like when you're telling a story, you want to get to the main point as soon as possible. Yeah. 
Um, I felt so myself kind of um, had to think about redirecting myself. Yeah. A couple times. And that's okay. I mean, you're telling a story, so that's normal. If you can kind of set it up, like, first of all, it's okay to take a second to think. If you need to kind of pause after they ask you a question, that's okay. You don't have to necessarily, like, ping pong and answer right back and forth. But when you're telling a story, if you can set it up, basically show, you know, these are the key players, me, this patient, whatever. And we'll talk about it more specifically, but mm-hmm. me and this patient. And make it very clear what your role was, what the issue was, what was going on. And then take it kind of that step further. Like the main thing to think about is, you know, why are they asking me this? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Which comes down to, like, what's the lesson you learned and how is that lesson relevant to you becoming a PA? Is it going to help you in PA school? Is it going to help you as a PA? Like, make those points very clear so that your interviewer is not trying to make assumptions based off of what you're saying. saying. Okay. So, we'll go through examples. Um, but, yeah, I didn't see any major red flags. And one thing, too, I think, what was it? Oh, the collaborating physician you know if you get hung up on a word that's okay I don't know why I could not say that and then I'm thinking about it and then making it worse (laughs) yeah no it's perfectly fine um so just know like it's okay if you don't say everything perfectly and Mm -hmm. I mean they realize you're a person and they realize you're a nervous person yeah not only I mean are you trying to be yourself you're kind of in this high stress environment with a lot of pressure and so they fully understand that and we'll take that into account. So no worries when it comes to that. So going back to the beginning, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. So this is, okay, so first of all, if you're in an interview that we, I mean, let's assume they only ask you a few questions. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I mean, a lot of times those questions are the pretty typical ones. Like, tell me about yourself. Why do you want to go here? Why do you want to be a PA? And that's mm-hmm. it. And so if that's all that you're given as far as opportunities to discuss things, use those as much as you can. So okay. I like that with this one you told me you said your name. So I want that. I want you to reintroduce yourself. Um, it's a great opportunity to do that. Telling me a little bit about where you're from, your family, um, some hobbies that are interesting that kind of are memorable they're different which I appreciated um but I think you have room there I don't want you to jump right into YPA because that's not what they asked you but Mm -hmm. you have some room there to expand a little bit more so especially being that you work down the road like that should be emphasized a lot in your interview because that's a huge benefit to you, but also to them because you're already familiar with the area. Um, okay. And that's very beneficial. So if you can say, you know, I grew up in New Jersey, but now I actually live five minutes away and work mm-hmm. down the street. Okay. Um, and I'll make that. What I was thinking with that, mm-hmm. and now that you're talking about it, it kind of makes sense. Like I didn't want to be repetitive of what's already in my application, but I guess what if they didn't? fully read the application. Exactly. Yeah. So I should just say it anyway, right? Right. So don't, yeah, don't assume that they have fully reviewed your application. Someone did, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the person interviewing you. They may have skimmed it. For example, I got to an interview 
and I walked in and they're like, oh wait, where's her, where's her application? Where is it? And I was like, okay, no. I mean, have you looked at it? I don't know. And so while I was sitting there and they're asking me questions, they have my application and they're kind of like flipping through they're like, oh yeah, I see this. Like, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Glad, glad you took your time to look at it. But I mean, like things just, there's oversight. Maybe the person who is supposed to interview is out sick that day and someone else is filling in. Okay. You won't even necessarily know if they've seen your application unless they do start asking you specific questions, which they might. And then that's helpful. So you definitely want to review your application, make sure you know what's on it. But a lot of times they're going to have kind of set questions and go off more of what you say versus what's on your application. So, okay. yeah, so you can definitely go into detail about that stuff. So I would say kind of, you know, where you're at now, you can go through your education a little bit and just give a quick background on that and then um, tell them your what you're doing now with respiratory therapy. So this, I, I just explain it like a first date question or speed dating question, whereas if you're meeting someone for the first time and they just say, hey, who are you? What do you do? You know? Um, you just have this little spiel that you give them that kind of paints a picture to show kind of who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, so I think you could expand a little bit more there without jumping into YPA, but still giving just some information because if they, let's say they don't specifically ask you about your experience, you want to be able to have kind of leave the room feeling like you were able to tell them about it some, which just know like you will leave the room and feel like you could have done could have done better could have said this forgot this I mean yeah sure <laughs> yeah you'll you'll be thinking like just don't even think about it afterwards because that will happen um and you'll just take it for next time and that's why <laughs> it is good to reflect you know once you get out of there and think about those things um not to dwell on them but just kind of say okay like First time, did this really well, could have done this better, moving on for next time, you know, and mm -hmm. just let it be. Because as much as you want to go there and you want to be a good fit, they're looking for a good fit too, and sometimes that just doesn't match up. So, um, but yeah, overall, good. So we'll move on to um, why do you want to be a PA? I thought your answer to this was very complete. Okay. You know, this, this answer, if any of your answers are long or your longest answer, which I don't believe in cutting yourself off unless you're in like a group interview setting. Um, unless, like this should be the one that is most in depth and most thought out because it's the most important. It's obviously why you're there. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear kind of your story of how you've gotten to this point, what, what has led up to it, kind of the like pivotal moments that stand out to you as kind of your decision points. Um, so it's fine that you don't necessarily have a reason for going into medicine. I mean, I think I'm kind of mm -hmm. like you. I've always just been interested in medicine and science. I mean, whenever we went to the doctor, like my sister was super scared and I thought it was super interesting. So we just yeah. <laughs> did very different things and had different reactions. So that just kind of never went away. But then, you know, going into undergrad, you tried something, wasn't necessarily what you were passionate about, found respiratory therapy, um, which is a great job and great experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. So 
Um, then kind of found out about the PA profession, did some research. I really like that you were honest about, you know, kind of, I wasn't sure if I could do it or if I had what it takes, which I think a lot of people have had those thoughts. And I think maybe if we didn't have those thoughts, it would, we could do things like it holds us back, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I think I like that you incorporated that, but then talking about your working as a respiratory therapy, especially working with PAs. I mean, working in the ICU, that's a really intense setting. Uh, so really great experience. And then also your experience of working with PAs. I think if you could incorporate, like, what's the right word? Not even a specific example as much as awe, like awe isn't the right word, or like passion. Like being able to say, you know, you said I saw the differences and wanted more knowledge and involvement in patient care. I think if you could like lay that out more and say, you know, I saw how maybe like I would receive an order as a respiratory therapist and go and be adjusting the settings and monitoring the patient. But then on the other side, I saw the PA who was actually able to like was doing the physical exam and trying to figure out what was wrong and being able to change things to make that patient better. Mm -hmm. That may not be the best explanation, but really, like, kind of say, you know, this is what I did. This is what the PA was doing. So if I become a PA, this is what that's going to do for me. Like, this is what I'm going to be able to do for patients that I'm not able to do now. And just okay. make that very specific. Okay. You can probably explain that better since you know what you do um, <laughs> better than I do. But that would be kind of, like, so, like, my medical assistant, you know, when we've talked about it and why she wants to be a PA, her thing is, you know, I'm talking on the phone to a patient and they're asking me questions that I feel like I could answer um, because, I mean, I've seen you do it and we talk about it all the time, but it's out of my scope. I'm not oh, able to help like that patient. And, huh? I like how you were saying, like, it's, like, she felt like it was just, like, out of her scope. Like, she right. wants to be able to do that. Yeah, she feels like it's something that she would be capable of and good at, but and like something she wants to do to help that person, but she she has to not because it's not within her current scope of practice. So that's kind of, I think, I mean, that's just some an example that I understand because it's something I see every day mm -hmm. um, and something that you kind of have to be able to say, this is, this is my struggle right now and how being a PA is going to fix that. Okay. So then... Um, so this may be a good opportunity for you, if it seems like your interview is going to be shorter, to go ahead and explain that you know what a PA is and what a PA does. Okay. That is something that's important to show. And I mean, being able to maybe say, like, I've seen the PAs interact with the supervising physicians. You know, I'm, I'm part of a team and part of this team, and I've seen how they work as a team, and that's not something I want to lose. So I don't want to become a doctor and have to necessarily be solo you know I like the idea mm -hmm. of having someone to collaborate with whatever however you want to phrase it but um, kind of showing showing that understanding a little bit more to make it clear just in case you're not asked about it later okay and I mean you don't necessarily I mean I think your story is a little bit different because you are in a pretty solid healthcare job like you didn't necessarily do like CNA or something. Um, so I don't think you have to touch on like why not MD or NP unless you're asked. 
Um, Because, I don't know, I think if they were part, like a big part of your story, that'd be fun to talk about. But if it's not, it's just not. And that's okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Why would you be a good fit for Arcadia? Um, so this question, you know, it encompasses a few different things. It's why do you want to go here, but also why should we pick you? Like, how do we all fit together? Um, and so I think, again, the biggest thing to emphasize is location for you. I mean, it's, it is a huge benefit to them to have someone that they know already enjoys the area. I think that's the biggest thing that makes people leave PA school is that they get there. They didn't realize how hard it was going to be. They're away from their family and friends and they can't cut it. And so I think being able to say, you know, I'm already established here. I have a great support system. I'm comfortable with the area. I'm not going to be moving across the country and trying to figure out where the grocery store is or where to get my haircut. Like, I'm good. I'm settled. And so I'm ready for school. And, and right. school is going to be my number one priority. All my friends know that. My family knows that. And they're ready to support me. And on the flip side, I'm ready to support my classmates and help them figure out those things. Okay. Because um, that's. I mean, beneficial to everyone, really. Um, so, yeah, definitely emphasize that. And it's great that you were able to talk about your open house and how you have taken the time to learn about their program and talk to students and faculty and have seen at your hospital how students are regarded very well, which is huge. Um, you gave really good specific details about what they offer, like talking about their anatomy setup. Um, their learning style, the study abroad, kind of work in underserved communities. So those are all really good specific examples. I think if you can, so I kind of talk about like marrying facts. So if you can like marry your goal or desire to something they offer, you're incorporating more of those personal stuff. Like anyone can sit there and say like, these are things you have that are great. But if you can say to me, like, well, I think it would be interesting to do a cadaver dissection, or maybe I've already done one, whatever. Um, I think I just really want to feel confident that I understand every system and how it works, and I, I feel like this learning style would fit well with me based on these other classes I've had that were similar. Um, okay. Same thing with study abroad, you know. I, I love traveling, or I've always wanted to travel, and I've also always wanted to do medical mission trips, so this would be a great opportunity for me to put those desires together and, and do that. Or that's something I want to do in the future, and I would love to have experience while I'm in school to kind of get my feet wet. Um, versus you know, just, like, listing them like, like I did, like, versus listing them, kind of give an example of, like, why that's important to me. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So why it kind of fits with something you want or, yeah, so incorporate that more. Um, and that, like, so even then afterwards when I asked you what would the class be missing if you weren't in it, um, so that's where, like, if you can incorporate how you could bring your knowledge of the respiratory system, which is huge, I mean, I don't even think we learned about that. Like. Like, we didn't even <laughs> learn about adjusting levels of ventilators in PA school. Um, so if you can kind of touch on that and bring it in and be able to say, like, you know, when we're learning in anatomy about the respiratory system, like, that's somewhere, that's an area that I feel really confident in, and I'm excited to learn more about it, but I also feel like I'll be able to kind of 
help with my classmate studying and um, kind of give some direction there and then I'm excited to learn from them like you said hmm. so it's more just kind of incorporating those things when you get an opportunity okay that makes sense mm -hmm. And then, like, let's say you were asked, you know, what would the class be missing if you weren't in it? That's a good time, too, um, just to talk about your strengths. And, like, it doesn't have to be knowledge or school-based. I mean, it can be even just, like, personality. You know, like, I'm really easygoing or I love my personal favorite because it's really me is I love to make study guides. Like, even at work, I still make charts for everyone. I'm like, here's a chart with all the medicines about this. And I'm pretty sure everyone throws them away, but um, I still make them because that's what I do. Um, so, yeah, so if you can kind of say, you know, this is, or like cooking, you know, like I love to cook. So I'm excited to have study groups at my house where we can all just have dinner together, but study and uh, make sure we're taking care of ourselves. You know, just things about you that you can kind of throw in there okay. from time to time. All right, you guys, that was just a little snippet, but I hope you picked up some pearls. A lot of that is kind of mentioned in the PA school interview guide in some way, but it's a lot different when you hear it for yourself or when someone else tells you in regards to your answers. So I hope that was helpful. And I wanted to let you know about something really exciting coming up. In the next couple of weeks, we're actually going to have an online course specifically for PA school interviews. And it's going to be available. We're going to be doing lots of specials and giveaways with it to kind of help people get an idea of what it is and showing you guys on Instagram, on the PA platform. But ultimately, it's going to have this entire mock interview along with some other examples and then videos kind of walking you through the entire interview process, different interview tips to help get you ready for either your mock interview or your real interview. If you still feel like it might be kind of weird to talk to someone and do this that you don't know, that's perfectly fine. This will be maybe a different option for you. So I'll be sharing more about that in the upcoming weeks and be on the lookout and make sure you're on our email list. If you're not already, it's the paplatform.com slash newsletter news. Oh gosh, let's try that again. The paplatform.com slash newsletter. And every week we send out a newsletter with the blog posts, the podcast episodes, and all that good stuff. Any major announcements. So make sure you're on there and be on the lookout because I'm really excited about it. But yeah, so check that out. And if you have any questions, send them my way. The information for actually booking a mock interview is in the description. Um, or you can go to the paplatform.com and everything's there with the schedule. You can choose who does your interview, when it is. If you don't see a time that works for you, please reach out. Email me at savannah at the paplatform.com or info at the paplatform.com because my name is Savannah without an H. And um, we will make sure that we get your information and figure out a time that works. So would love to hear from you. Would love to hear any feedback on this episode. If you thought it was helpful, leave a review, subscribe on iTunes, and I will see you guys next time. <laughs>